the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, I know you just got out of trial yesterday, so I'm really happy for you and I'm glad that we're able to record our show today. Yeah, I had a successful trial, beat the offer, got probably more than what we deserved. It was a good week. It was good to kind of knock some of the rust off because it had been, because of COVID, it's been what now, what, 19 months or so since COVID began. And I had not tried a case for a few months before that. So I was a little rusty, but it was nice to break that rust off. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I got to try a lot of new techniques that I was messing around with. So I had a, I had a lot of fun. Well, good. Congrats. So our guest today is Mike Mandel. He's a man who has 6 million TikTok followers. He's one of the biggest legal social media influencers. You know, we had our friend Hugo Lord on a couple months ago, and he was kind enough to introduce us to Mike and and Mike's work. So Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So Mike, tell us about your story. Tell us about how you got to where you are now. So, you know, I went to, I guess I kind of started at a undergrad. You know, I was a communications major at University of Southern California. At that point in time, Facebook had just come out. So there wasn't a lot of talk about social media, but I did study mass communications, the power of commercials and mass media. And from there, went to Duke University for law school. And after that, went to Reed Smith, which is a big corporate law firm where I worked for about eight years. During that time, If you're familiar with working for big law, you can't really do too much for yourself. And when it comes to social media, there's too much red tape to go through. But when I left, which was just October of last year, I left to go work at my family's law firm, which is a PI law firm. My father and uncle worked together here in Southern California. And that was the first time I could start, you know, using social media. And I just figured, hey, I'd I'd uh, do some posts and uh, my friends and friends of my friends would see my face and maybe I'd get a PI case. (laughs) But clearly it blew up into something uh, a lot bigger, unexpectedly, but very grateful for it because, you know, my kind of goals in life have changed from, you know, just trying to get some clients to really educating people about the law and trying to make uh, some social change with it. So Mike, when did you start to feel like you had achieved some momentum on TikTok? Like what did that process look like? Maybe in about two weeks into it, started 
getting a lot more traction than, you know, what would be expected for a lawyer at all. And, you know, this same traction happened on Instagram as well, you know, but the, I would say, I think we had our first, one of our first videos started getting like over a million views and, you know, kind of remember seeing it rapidly going, you know, it was, it was a uh, post about a loophole in Wisconsin that if you're with your parents, you, you know, normally you can't drink until you're 21, but if you're with your parents, you can drink at any age in Wisconsin. And of course on TikTok, you know, people start going crazy with that, given the younger audience. But then we did the ones about the cops and what to say to the cops, they pull you over or whatnot. That one, you know, I think it's at like 53 million views or something right now. That's when you kind of notice that we got something to work with, like something's happening here. So Mike, I think that all that's uh, amazing. I guess my concern is this, is that I'd be worried that I'd be filtering out if I were you know, marketing and doing all these different legal topics, that I'd be getting a bunch of phone calls and messages about things that I have, like I don't do deal with. So like, do you face that in any way? Like, do you get a bunch of calls or, or messages about cases you don't even handle or in other states? I mean, the thing is, is I've taken my firm to a level where we you know, work with lawyers and, you know, virtually across the U.S. to handle almost every type of legal issue. So we invite those types of cases. You know, I try to place them in different places and we're always looking to grow our network of attorneys that we work with. And, uh, you know, for the most part, yeah, sometimes we get cases that aren't cases, you know, calls that aren't cases. But anyone that has a legal issue, we want to try to help as best we can. What has been the reaction of your family members inside the law firm to Law by Mike? So initially, they weren't too happy, especially since I you know, started in October and left in December. <laughs> I was supposed to take over the family law firm. Within two months, I'm leaving the family law firm. That was supposed to be my you know, trajectory of life, you know, take over the family law firm, continue that PI firm. But the whole social media thing took me on a detour. And I don't think my family initially got it at first when I was like, look, I have a million followers. And then it's like, look, I have 2 million. And they're like, cool. What does that mean? And I'm, I tried to explain, but kind of had to just take the leap of faith in myself on my own for that. But I got them. Now they love me. I mean, I, I sent them a case that, you know, got them, I think over 1.4 million, you know, uh, settlement in three months. So <laughs> I think they understand that social media has some power now. But initially, I, I don't think they got it. So do you have a system for creating your content? And if so, will you walk us through it? Yeah. You know, typically it starts with thinking of an idea. And nowadays, a lot, we go live and we'll talk to my audience of followers and ask them what you know, they want me to post about and try to get some ideas from the people that are actually viewing the posts. After coming up with the idea, you know, it's writing down the law, basically, and then figure out how to say it in 30 seconds or less, which is a difficult task in itself, and making sure you still stay accurate when you're saying that, you know, something that short. Then it's the videography part of filming it and the editing part, which I don't do the editing part or the filming part. My cousin does both those parts. Then after that, you're posting it with putting in text bubbles, thinking about captions, music, all of those things. So from start to finish, you know, this 30 second video can take a minimum, probably an hour of time, which most people don't know that much work goes into it. And I can tell you that there's been some 30 second videos that we've probably spent four hours of time, but on average, we try not to do that, but we put a lot of effort into it for sure. 
Talk to us about the TikTok algorithm. It's my understanding that it's like the best of the bunch. And why is that? And how does that affect your reach? Yeah, I think the TikTok algorithm is unique. And I think that other social media platforms are starting to mimic it or try to find ways to mimic it. But it, what it does is it basically focuses on what the end user wants to see and what they like the most and putting that material out to them rather than it being you know, kind of if you're familiar with Instagram, at least before Instagram had reels, it was kind of who's in your network and friends of people in your network are the people that see your material. Whereas TikTok pushes content that, you know, thinks you'll like, and it doesn't matter who it's from. And if, as long as it's good, you're going to get pushed out and, and keep getting pushed out. And then you have the potential really to reach more and more people. The way you can grow on TikTok and the speed that you can grow on TikTok to millions of followers is you know, unheard of on other social media platforms, but uh, that's, you know, quickly changing. I think a lot of you got YouTube shorts, IG reels, everyone's trying to kind of catch up to that thing because it, people enjoy, you know, seeing that growth that makes them happy. <laughs> so I think the number one pushback Jim and I get from people that when we tell them they got to do something on social media, whether it's video ideas or podcast topics or something on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, like whatever it is, we want you to own that channel. But people say, actually, let's, let's see what Jim thinks. Jim, what's the number one pushback we have from people about other than videos? Videos is like, I don't want to be on video, but other than videos, what's the number one pushback we get about creating content? I don't have ideas. I don't have time. I don't have things. Ideas. It's the topic. Yeah, exactly that. So do you ever face that, Mike? You're like, I just don't have any ideas. Or do you have another system for creating those ideas? How do you get around that? I have yet to run out of ideas, to be honest. We think we've had over 250 posts or something at this time. I use this app Notion where I literally write down all my ideas and there's probably like 100 just waiting there. But for listeners out there, you know, I think if you're a lawyer trying to figure out what ideas to do, you really got to think about everything from the perspective of the general population, like what is interesting to them. So I've had lawyers, you know, come up to me and say, well, you know, I do bankruptcy law. No one wants to hear about bankruptcy law. I'm like, sure. Yeah, you're probably right. No one does. But uh, let's figure out how you can make that so people would be interested in your field of law or at least want to reach out to you. And that would be like, maybe talk about how to not get in debt you know, or talk about how to get a better credit score, things like that, you know, find ways to relate your legal career profession to something that people generally want to know. And, you know, that can help them in their lives on a day-to-day basis. So I think if you take from that perspective, you can find a lot more creativity in what you're going to post. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer podcast. Our guest today is Mike Mandel. He's Law by Mike. And Mike, talk to us a little bit about newsjacking and sort of 
you know, coming up with topics that are timely and things that people are actually interested at that moment? Yeah, those ones are always more difficult in some sense because, you know, time is of the essence. If you wait too many days, especially with some of our posts, you know, they take some time to edit. Uh, You wait too long and it's no longer current, kind of miss a boat on that. But again, you know, social media is an opportunity to express yourself and you need to stay true to yourself. So if something is current and you want to talk about it, you shouldn't shy away from it. And I think it's a great way for anyone, whether they're a lawyer or whatever profession they may be doing, to comment on current events because people want to hear other people's perspectives on it. I mean, that's why people are listening into this podcast, right? If people want to hear different perspectives on things. And so it's a great extra way to add some content ideas to all the other ideas you may have. So you talk about so many different areas of law, and I would be worried that I would step in it by getting it wrong because I don't know all those areas of law. So like, do you have a, like a team that researches this stuff or do you do it yourself and you figure out like, like some of it's really basic, right? But like some of it's not like some of it you just would not know. So how do you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, some things, like you said, are pretty basic. You know, it's like law school, one L year type things, but no, it's researching. We fact check everything. You have to make sure as a lawyer putting out any of these legal tips that you fact checked your material, because that's the last thing you want is putting out information that's incorrect. But uh, it's just a matter of taking your time to check those things. But I think for people out there trying to figure out how to use social media, you don't necessarily have to do it you know, how I'm doing it because this is my career, you know, posting about legal tips and educating the public. So I'm going to cover all the topics and different topics in different legal fields. But if you're, like I said, you know, bankruptcy lawyer, family law lawyer, like you can stay within that field in that practice area that you're comfortable in. Just make sure you find ways to make it relevant to people listening and watching. When I was in law school, which was before TikTok and the internet was barely around, I often wondered what it would be like if I gave tutorials in the city to young people about how to interact with police. And I know that you've done a lot of education on TikTok about that. I'm interested in all of that. Like, Talk to me about the messaging, about the feedback that you've received and sort of how that helped build your following. Yeah. I mean, those videos and posts were widely popular. And I think, you know, what to say to the cops and how to interact with the police came out, obviously, at a climate when, you know, it it was pretty much necessary for people to get some of these answers. It was just surprising for me that so much of this was not taught to anyone. You know, that's really why I've taken on a a mission, I guess, is not to guess. I mean, we've taken on a mission to educate the public about their rights about how to interact with the police, about how to go to court, how to deal with lawyers, all of those things, because they're not taught in school. And you normally don't learn about the law until it's too late. You're already in court. And that's not how it should be. You know, it should be, let's prevent people from going to court, right? Let's prevent you from having to learn about the law when it's too late. And, oh, you shouldn't have done this. And that's really the mission that we've taken on and, you know, why we put out those videos. So people know, you know, you can invoke the fifth and protect yourself. Uh, You don't have to answer questions and things of that nature. I mean, I think it's amazing because a lot of people, it's really like like we were kind of talking about, it's really basic for us, but it's not for them. It's And these are things that can really keep them out of jail. So I think that's fascinating. And from the injury standpoint too, it can really help them 
protect their case from the insurance company. So I think that that stuff's really great as well. You know, something I'm not sure that we got to this and I, if we did, I missed it, but I know that Jim had asked about the algorithm, but are there tricks or tips to maybe game the algorithm a little bit? (laughs) You know, that is always a tough question because the algorithm is always changing. So even when you think you figured it out the next day, you didn't, (laughs) but uh, you know, there's, Things to learn about when it comes to hashtags, about timing of posts, about captions. There's, I mean, we've spent so countless hours learning everything. And like I said, it constantly changes, but staying up to speed with certain things. Yeah, those are tricks, you know. So hashtags, captions, timing of posts, uh, how you engage with the audience, all those things are factors. Even the music selection can be a factor on TikTok. The text bubbles, I mean, it's just... It's a constant game of learning the algorithm and trying to stay one step ahead. And a lot of people out there think they have the code cracked, but they don't. It's more of a, a way for them just to get more followers too, saying that they, you know, one hack that will change your TikTok career or something. It's not true, but um, it's something that we've studied a lot. Uh, you know, we have a course that we're planning on in the future for lawyers to take how to use social media and tips about that are going to go into that as well. Mike. When was the last time you were surprised by what happened to one of your videos? In other words, where you thought it was going to be a slam dunk and it wasn't, or vice versa, where you're like, man, I don't know about this one. And then it just became something really viral. Uh, I think I have this one post where it was about the cops. The cops were doing something and we were at my cousin's uh, house, like his family's house. So my aunt and uncle, and there was a neighbor kid around. So we just asked if he could be in the uh, post. And the line in the post is that ain't it chief when he, uh, I think he's about to answer some questions for the cop. And, you know, next thing you know, that post was used on like now this and uh, NBC and like just a a bunch of huge platforms. So it was unexpected that that was going to be like the one that everyone seems to, to like to include in like a montage or clip of me and the brand of law by Mike. But that kid has probably seen so much, uh, exposure. And it's just something that we didn't expect, especially because, you know, we're just trying to grab a a neighborhood kid to help out with a post. I love it. So let's say you're just starting out with TikTok, right? Like what are some no-nos? Like what are some things you just don't do that? Like that's a faux pas. You shouldn't do it. Like what are some of those things? (laughs) I would say don't uh, have bad lighting, you know, stand in front of the camera and with a monotone voice (laughs) and uh, never do anything. Well, certainly don't curse and talk about uh, <laughs> topics that uh, should not be on the internet or topics you don't want people, you know, knowing that you talked about. I mean, once you put something out there into the internet, you know, it's gone. You can't, you're not retracting that. So, uh, you know, make sure you don't do anything like that. And I would suggest, you know, really creating a good amount of content before you start. You don't want to be chasing the next video every time you want to post and trying to figure out how do I make the time for it and all that. You really want to have an inventory of of videos that you want to use uh, ready to go so that it takes the stress off from you and you can put more time into creating it instead of worrying about, you know, what am I going to post next? Speaking of what comes next, my last question for you, Mike, is, you know, what's the future? Like, where do you see things headed? What are you paying attention to right now? There's so much going on. I feel like every day there's something else going on. We have um, Law by Mike on the mic, which is our podcast. We've done about five or six episodes now. We just launched it about two weeks ago. 
new episode coming out this week. And we have our YouTube channel where we do long form content. Obviously, TikTok and Instagram is where I started out and we're still coming out with content there. We have our law firm as well, you know, expanding our network of attorneys out there who want to work with us and sending them business. But then another thing, I really want to be kind of like the Bill Nye of law, you know, just that person that is educating everyone about the law. I'd love to be in classrooms and TV and and really take this to a larger level. And also maybe even going international and, you know, touring around the world and explaining the laws in different countries, because I get a lot of people asking that. I love that. The Bill Nye of law. You heard (laughs) it here first. I love it. Law by Mike. In 10 years, we're going to look back, man, he's the Bill Nye law. I absolutely <laughs> love it. That's really cool. All right, Mike, we do need to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. You can find us there. If you want a more high-level conversation, you can join us in the guild. Go to maxlawguild.com. For those of you listening, if you're not going to the conference, uh, we'll miss you. For those of you that will, the conference is in a few weeks, we'll see you in a, in a few weeks. So Mike, before we get to the tip and the hack, can you give us a, the listeners an idea how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. If there's any lawyers out there, you know they can reach me at networking at lawbymike.com. And we're always looking to expand our network of lawyers because we get so much business and, and people reaching out from across the country, virtually on every type of legal issue. And you know, would love for any lawyers out there that want to be part of that network for us to send business, to reach out on that email. You know, We're selective about who we work with, but would love to know the people eager to work with us and go from there to form a business relationship with them. Perfect. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Before I get to my hack of the week, let me just say that I told a few people that we were having Mike on the show. One of my paralegals, Kaylee, she's 22. She said his TikToks are so cool. And my 12-year-old said, Dad, I follow him. Please tell him that I like his videos. Dad, I love him. (laughs) There you go. And so my hack of the week, I started a book. I think we've talked about it. Some people have talked about it in the group before and on the show. And it's Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willenick. It's great. It's a really great book. You know, these are Navy SEAL guys. And I just finished the first chapter, which is, if anything's wrong, it's my fault. And sort of taking responsibility for everything that happens in your firm, everything that happens with your team. And I'm really enjoying it, not just the accountability part, but also the thoughts on leadership, because, you know, we have so many lawyers who keep wanting to do the legal work and not be a leader that I think leadership is something that's really missing in most law firms. 100% agree. That's great advice. I'll have to check out that book. Yet another one I've got to put on my list. I just keep adding to the list. Can't keep up. But Mike, we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week? Do you have a tip or a hack for us? So other than not talking to the cops without your lawyer, I would say, (laughs) you know, I think since this is kind of a geared podcast towards social media, and, and, and that's what we talked about a lot today, the number one question I get from lawyers is how do I make time to do this? And I think, you know, scheduling time and making a, a schedule where you can fit things into place has changed my life dramatically. I used to kind of just do these posts whenever I thought I could make time for it. Now it's scheduled on a certain day, certain days for writing the script, certain days for posting. And you find yourself to be a lot more efficient when you do that. I know that that book you just mentioned, Jim, uh, I actually have that on my desk to read. So uh, I appreciate the uh, preview. (laughs) But a lot of that is, you know, you need to create some structure to life, whether that's owning to that structure, but also, you know, keeping to it. 
so that you can make time for everything you want to do. I love it. That's fantastic. I, that's the number one question I ask people in the guild. I say, is it on your calendar? Because if it's on your calendar, you just won't do it. It's, it's got to be on the calendar. Otherwise, you'll just ignore it or you'll get around to it whenever you have time and you never have time. So that's great advice. So my tip of the week is for a lot of injury lawyers, some may know about it, some may not know about it. But since I, I trial this week, I'm going to bring it up. Triallawyersuniversity.com is a, I think it's either tlu.com or triallawyersuniversity.com. It's a great just database of videos and content for people that are trying cases. It gives a lot of great ideas. And a lot of the ideas that I used for the trial this week came from that. And I was using it as an experiment. A firm had brought me on to, to help try their case. And it was fantastic because I was, I was able to experiment a little bit and I used a lot of the things I got from that. It was, it was a lot of help. So if you try cases, I highly recommend Trial Lawyers University, whether it's injury or otherwise, I highly recommend it because they do have some stuff for criminal defense attorneys too. So, But uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. I think it's fantastic what you do and thanks for sharing a lot of it with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. That was great, okay, Mike. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. See you, awesome. All See right. you guys. Take Later, care, Mike. Everyone. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.